Hey everybody, thanks for listening. This is Carleone. I just wanted to let you guys know that the audio volume during the interview does drop a few times, so you might want to either raise your volume or listen with headphones. Thanks for listening, guys. What's up, everybody? This is Carl. And Logan. And uh, we're back again for our third episode. And today we have a special guest, so that's what we'll start out. We'll start out talking about um, what we're going to do in the podcast. So today we got a special guest, going to do a little interview, going to have a couple questions for him about his life, where he's from, his ministry. Uh, so today's podcast is basically about not only our special guest, but about music ministry. And that's one of the reasons why we were having him on. Not only is he an awesome, awesome dude, but he's one of the premier musicians slash, uh, you know, ministers, music ministers. Music that is, directors. Yeah, that's in not not just in our district, but in Pentecost and in Christianity in in, in a general sense. So we want to welcome Brother Frankie Taylor. Are you a junior? Yeah. Oh, Applause. Frankie Taylor Jr. A pause. Uh, Frankie, why don't you um, uh, introduce yourself? Tell us where you're from. Well, um, my name, of course, is Frankie Taylor Jr., um, since they wanted to add the junior. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we can go ahead and, and utilize that. But, uh, yeah, I'm from. I'm originally from Clovis, California. I was born in Clovis. <clears throat> that's in uh, Northern California, um, in the Central Valley. And so um, about six eight months my parents moved to uh, to Southern California in San Bernardino and of course I was you know I was a baby six to eight months old and um, they they ended up um, changing their life making a life change and they would start living for God and got the Holy Ghost and we ended up coming to um, our church that we are at now Family Worship Center which was downtown Apostolic Church now growing up in my church I literally hearing stories I don't know because I can't remember, <laughs> but I I was hearing stories of how I you know I uh, actually learned how to walk in my church. So um, and so you know our church has a really big effect on my life in terms of the history of my life. Uh, growing up and you know um, at nine years old, I was um, I really loved to play the drums. By the way, so at about three years old, I watched my brother. I would watch him play. He knew how to play. And at home we didn't have a drum set, so he would play on pots and pans and so so ever in boxes right. or whatever. Right. So what I would do is I would copy what he was doing. So between the ages of three and to, to nine, I'm just you know all I wanted to do was play drums. So I knew how to play from watching him, you know. And he would show me you know a few things here and there, and I would watch uh, you know people play whenever I saw somebody playing the drums or if I heard a song, I would listen to the drums. And mm -hmm. So I was very uh, very interested. So when our pastor now, Pastor Brian Claiborne, had um, had came to our church and was elected as pastor, we you know we needed another drummer. So he came up to me on a on a Tuesday night. It was our midweek, and he said, "Hey," he said, "I heard you know how to play the drums." And I looked at him and said, "Yeah, I, I try, you know." And so I'm just you know this little eight nine year old kid, and uh, that young, yeah, and so. He's, he was like, hey, won't you come to rehearsal tomorrow? So at that time, we would have rehearsals on Wednesdays. And uh, so, you know, we had rehearsal. I came, 
And I'm sitting there, I'm watching everybody rehearse. And we've got about 30 people there. It was basically a, you know, a start over for our music department at that time. Mm-hmm. And anyone that needed, you know, or wanted to be a part of the music department, they came that night. Yeah. And so, you know, everyone's kind of trying out, so to speak. And we're hearing people that we didn't know could sing, sing. And we're like, oh, man, this is awesome. Yeah. So you got this little kid sitting on the pew waiting his turn, hands sweaty, palms sweaty, shaking, and nervous. Pastor looks at me and said, hey, come up here, buddy. So I come up on the drums, and they, you know, they start playing on the piano. They had someone who was on the bass. I can't remember. I think it was Brother Stewart. No, not Brother Stewart. Brother Sandoval was on bass. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sister Brandy was on keys. And it was just, you know, all of the people singing now, we were all young, obviously. Sister Catherine, Nicole, um, at the time, JJ and Brandon, they were they were just singing. They weren't playing any instruments. Right. So mm-hmm. uh, Brandon Brandon was, was, was little. He wanted to play bass. Uh, JJ, he was just, you know, he was just singing. Kat and Nicole, they were, they were singing. Um, and so we had a lot of young people. And I'm just this little kid, wasn't even old enough to play certain places you know I couldn't play at youth conventions too young couldn't play at certain youth conferences just too young mm-hmm. but when I when I got on the drums apparently they were like yo you're gonna play so I'm like okay so so from nine years old to about I'll say 11 I, I, I was just kind of backing up and backing up my cousin Dennis at the time he was playing drums so I back up and then I remember uh, my first encounter playing outside the church was at uh, Lighthouse Lighthouse, uh, Rialto, Inland Lighthouse, Pastor Booker. And uh, uh, that night, it it was uh, Timothy Spell, he was there. And our choir, our choir went and and we sang, uh, (laughs) we sang Shackles. He took the shackles off my feet. Right, right. And and it was the shout version. So we did that song. And I was 11, I just turned 11 years old that that month before. I was 11 years old. And I was playing. And everyone was trying to figure out who this little kid was playing the drums. And, you know, I got the little 11-year-old. And so at the time the song was over, I literally fall over in exhaustion. At the time, our, our <laughs> worship leader was was Brother Abby Boland. Now, if you don't know who this guy is, you got to find out. If you don't know, you got you got you to figure out who he is. Yeah. He was an amazing worship leader. Okay. Like, he was the man at the time. He was just the man. He, I mean... He reminds me of of, of uh, James Moore. If you know who that is, he's a he's a uh, he you know the the late great James Moore. He passed away, but um, he brother Bowen was just this dude. If you if you want to hear somebody sing, he can sing. Yeah. And so we did that song, and he wrote a verse to it. Uh, and so he was just he just kept the song going. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm playing and I'm tired and sweating. I hadn't played like that before, and so I'm I'm just like man like. Like you gonna kill me, man? <laughs> so I'm playing, and so I fall out out of, out of exhaustion. As soon as the song's over, I just lean over and I just fall off of the seat. And I don't know if it was me being dramatic or what, but I was tired. So uh, I I get off the drums and and the church falls apart. Folks falling out, oh, screaming, yeah. hollering, shouting, what have you. Yeah. And brother uh, uh, Timothy Spells gets up and he says, um, "Just so y'all know, that kid was ten years old." And I got an attitude. I was like, no, I'm 11, you know. I'm like, I ain't going to play me. You know what I'm saying? Not, not like that. But not no, like that. and, and they, they were just, you know, astounded. So it's one of those things that I always look back and say, wow, you know, God, you, you used me as a kid. What can you do with me today? Right. And it, and, and it really gave me an opportunity to 
to reflect. I try to do this all the time. It gives me opportunities to reflect, uh, especially when you're discouraged and going through stuff and you feel like, you know, you've got uh, a task, especially in music ministry, that you just seem like it's just too heavy for you. Especially nowadays for me, I've been given challenges that I haven't had before, opportunities that I haven't had before. And, and as you grow in, in music ministry and things like that, see, I've been doing music ministry for 20 years. And, and now at this point, you know, um, after doing it for so long and, and you, you grow and things like that and people get to know who you are, mm-hmm. you get invited places and you, you get quote unquote a name for yourself. The Bible does right. say that, that uh, um, you know, talks about um, um, your gift making room for itself and bringing you before great men and, and basically giving you opportunities to share the gift that God has given you. And so yeah. those opportunities, God has opened up doors for me. <clears throat> and not, not only am I, uh, do I play drums? I don't even play the drums anymore. Right, yeah. But uh, Real quick, like, go ahead. Frankie, me, and Logan all go to the same church. I forgot to mention that. But the three of us go to the same church, and he is our music director. And um, he, yeah, he, like he was about to say, he doesn't even play drums anymore. He is the music director slash piano player. And so, yeah, um, I thought that was worth mentioning that, yeah, he doesn't even play drums anymore. But that was your start in right. music ministry. Right. It's I mean, what what, yeah. what were you doing at 11? Oh, running around. Frankie knows he knew me when I was 11. I was doing nothing at 11. but Running around, acting like a crazy, crazy right. person. Well, I mean, I, I think it really stemmed from, you know, uh, as a child, I, I knew, kind of knew what I wanted to do. And I, and I think, and I'm going to, kind of try to brush this up real quick. I, I, I don't want to take up too much time um, on this, but um, growing up, I had a lot of uh, a lot of uh, communication issues due to um, what we now know as autism. Um, I was autistic growing up. <clears throat> and back then in the 90s, um, uh, autistic children um, weren't, um, they, you know, they weren't diagnosed autistic autistic unless they were paraplegic and you know in a wheelchair or what have you mm-hmm. and so they didn't know they they didn't know what we had at that time um, they would they would they wouldn't even call it a disability they would say oh he's he'll be fine you know he's, right. he's okay yeah um, but I, I had instances growing up where you know I had teachers and and, and, and doctors tell my, my parents that hey he's going to have some issues growing up he's, and he's not he's not having a he needs a he needs a, a, a um, speech therapist. He needs this. He needs that. He, you know certain things. Mm-hmm. And I remember hearing that growing up. So I had a lot of challenges growing up mentally uh, with confidence and and, and you know um, with bullying and things like that. And so and when it got it came down to ministry, I felt like God, can you use me? Can you, you know, can you actually do something with me? Right. And that's why that's why I I made mention earlier about. God giving me opportunities at a young age, me yeah. having a desire, me applying, uh, me 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 putting time in my gift. I spent hours, um, and I've broken a lot of my my parents' uh, uh, pots and pans and yeah. wooden spoons <laughs> and things like that. But right. I spent yeah. hours yeah. in my room um, working on my my craft, and 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 you know I just had a desire to to be used of God. And I told God, I said, I would do anything you want me to do, but I won't lead worship. I don't know why I was so specific. But that, that freaked me out. That was something that I was afraid of. And so, yeah. you know, as a kid, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with this issue. 
this communication issue, this, this stuttering problem that I had, this, this, I didn't know how to communicate with certain things. I, I didn't know how to express myself. Mm-hmm. And growing up, I start growing out of it, uh, um, out of that stage. However, um, you know, when I would get up to say anything, I wouldn't, I, I couldn't say it. I had a hard time getting words out. Mm-hmm. And so to me, worship leading was out of the question. There's no way. But right. I could play the drums though. Mm-hmm. I don't have to talk doing that. Right. Yeah. I don't have to say a word doing that. I can, I, I can, I can, you know, express myself musically um, by 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 hitting the stick on, you know, on, you know, uh, on a skin, you know, on, yeah. on the drums. And yeah. so that was one of the things that I I kind of clung to. It was almost like a crutch for me mm-hmm. until God started speaking to me when I was I was about twelve, thirteen years old, and I would stay up late at night and and I would cry and pray. And, God, why am I feeling this way? Because I was feeling a call. I was feeling the call of God to ministry. And and it was not just to pulpit ministry, but to ministry as a whole, to serve in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that, that call to ministry yeah. for for you were for for preaching, is that is that what we're is that what we're talking yes. about? So you so you got that you got that the same time as your music ministry. Yes. Did you ever feel like um those were separate or what did it all just come at the same time now i was just, just getting ready to address that and, and the reason why is because there's a process you don't just start preaching you know yeah um and i believe that god was trying to take me through a process and trying to show me what he could do with me because here's the deal god is he's a jealous god he don't like to, for anybody else to get glory but himself. Right. And so what he likes to do a lot of times is to take us in our weakest points and, and allow people to, to look at us and say, look, man, th- there's just no way in the world that this person can do this or that or this or that because of their condition, because of this or because of that. And then God's like, okay, I like to show off a little bit. So I'm going to do something that's out of the norm for someone. Mm-hmm. And I just happen to be fortunate to be that someone. Yeah. Um, I'm going to prove the doctors and the teachers and the and the family members. I'm going to prove them wrong. And I'm going to do something special for this person. And what God did for me was he allowed me to, um, he allowed me to not only um, answer the call. Uh, when I, Once I answered the call, he, he, he didn't just allow me to, uh, to walk in my calling, but on the way to that, some of the desires that I had, he allowed them to flourish because your gift will make room for itself right. and will bring you before great men. I had, I had a desire to, to be used in music. I just loved music. And even though I was called to preach, God said, okay, you be faithful to me. I'm going to, I'm going to take you there. But in the meantime, I'm going to destroy some of those things that you had some of those insecurities that you had, some of those disabilities that you had, and I tell you what, tell you what those was, what, what those were. I, I right now, glory be to God, I am one of the most used worship leaders um, here in in Southern California, mm-hmm. and I, I've been fortunate to to be used in, in different organizations, um, um, in, in just to name a few: Apostolic Assembly, UPCI, um, uh, PAW, so forth and so on. There's even more that I've been been used in. And that is not because of me. I believe that that's God trying to show what he can do in spite of. Right. Yeah. And so what ended up happening was I said, God, I don't want to, I don't want to lead. I don't want to lead worship. I don't want to lead worship. And, and 
and I was fighting it, fighting it for a long time, and and it took it took me uh, until I was about seventeen to start singing. I start singing on the praise team. We ended up getting another drummer, Adam Jimenez, and he he start learning quick. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah he start yeah, learning yeah, yeah. quick, man, okay. and and he got good fast. And so we we needed help with the praise team, and so I was you know. I was kind of venturing off to, into singing. I wanted to sing a little bit. That's how you made that transition. Up. So, right, I made that okay. transition. And so I started singing. And then all of a sudden, we needed a worship leader. I remember the first song I sang, it was after I told Pastor, I said, Pastor, I feel a call in my life. I feel like God has called me to, to, to preach in ministry. I don't know what it is. I just feel a call. And this is my process, if I made, if this makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So this is my process. It goes from drums, singing, uh, praise team, and now I'm, I'm, I'm you know, uh, kind of creeping into the the worship leading aspect mind you i'm nervous as i'll get out i'm i'm, I'm shaking i'm, yeah. I'm scared yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm facing fears right now that i that i told myself i'll never i'll never do this well i um i remember um we had a group called unity and um they were singing they were singing a song called i'm in love with jesus they said frankie won't you sing with us and then you just sing the sing the lead uh, on the bridge and so this is after I told Pastor Pastor for the call of ministry. I didn't know what it meant at the time, mm-hmm. but I start singing that that song. I come I, I I come from behind the praise team area on, into the front, and I start singing the the I'm in love with Jesus. He's in love with me. I'm in love with Jesus. All of a sudden, our pastor comes behind me, puts his hands on my shoulder, and begins to pray like I've never heard him pray before, and and I mean just welling. And, and praying and crying and travailing. And as I'm singing this this lead, and, and I felt like God was telling me, look, I've called you to ministry, not just to preach, but to serve in my kingdom, whatever that is to do, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. season you're in, I've called you to serve in the kingdom. And where I was at that time, I needed I needed to lead worship. We, we needed a worship leader. And, and so at that point, from that point on, I started leading worship. I don't know how I did it, but God, God gave me all of the all of the abilities. I never had a lesson. I, no one taught me worship leading one on one and this, that, and the other. And now today, I'm actually teaching worship right, leading. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I'm teaching people how to lead worship, and I'm like, mm-hmm. what yeah. in the world? Never had a piano lesson in my life, and I'm now teaching piano lessons. Um, and and you know, 19, I became the music director of our church. Um, we started a a uh, a end of the year concert called Joy for Noise, which is is now in, in its ninth year, and we've been able to be an influence not just in our church, not just in our area of the Inland Empire, but I believe in the United States of America. Mm-hmm. We've got people coming from Chicago. Matter of fact, I got friends here this weekend because this was supposed to be Joy for Noise weekend. They're here right now for Joy for Noise, but they're just going to spend their time here for vacation here in California because awesome. of the influence. This is Great. what God can do in your life when you say, God, I just want to be used of you. I just want to be a part of the kingdom. I just want to serve. So I've been able to, I've been, I've been, I won't say fortunate, but I've been blessed to be able to be a part of something that, that I didn't, I didn't know that I was going to be a part of. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, you know, at 11 years old, I didn't think that I was going to be leading, leading worship to 2000 people at, at a holiday youth convention or, 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 or singing or, excuse me, or, or teaching uh, a, a, um, a a classroom full of, of students piano and, and you know me not having any of the practical learning I was able mm-hmm. to take time to learn if have you and and you know get the get the the, the, the learning that I needed and the knowledge that I needed 
but it goes to show what God can do with you if you if you have a desire to be used and you have a desire to, to use honestly to use your gift to bring glory to his name I promise you you won't know how it happens but it's just gonna just gonna happen I remember one time I uh, pastor asked me to, to play play the piano on on a, uh, on a Sunday and I I only knew matter of fact it was Friday I had played at youth service for the first time and that same night I get a call from pastor can you play on Sunday because we don't have anybody to play the piano and I said, Pastor, I only know two songs. He said, That's all right. We'll just keep doing those two songs until you learn more. Mm-hmm. And every week, I learned I learned two more songs. And I was like, Pastor, I don't even know how I'm doing this. He said, Look, for every every new level, there's a new anointing, and mm-hmm. God has anointed you for this level. And every level you go to, you're going to be anointed. And I'm like, Wow. So when I start preaching, there was a new anointing. It wasn't the same as my drum as my drummer my mm-hmm. my drumming anointing or my song leading anointing or my piano playing anointing it, this was something something else that I hadn't experienced before and when it, when I started preaching it, it was on a whole nother level and I, I believe it, it stemmed from the the process that, that it took me to get there I had to go through some stuff to to get rid of some fears and some stuff that I was dealing with yeah. to get me to where God wanted me to be in the first place for sure mm. sometimes your, your your path won't always be what you think it is that's why Joseph had a dream at of the end mm-hmm God showed him what he was going to become, but God did not show him what he had to go through to get there. Right. You catch what I'm saying? Yeah. And so Joseph had to be betrayed by his brethren, sold into slavery, betrayed by his 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 master's wife, mm-hmm. going to prison again. Yep. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah. But his gift was always man. Let me let me calm down. I'm Frankie, he he's a preacher now. Frankie Frankie can preach now. So. His gift was always activated the entire time. Yeah. And he was applying his gift even though, watch this, even though he was going through all of hell, his gift, his gift was still being used. God still anointed him. God still blessed him. And I don't even even think I remember any time reading that that Joseph was uh, complaining about what he was going through. But he knew what God had showed him. He knew what he was called to do. Even though he had to go through a process, he knew what God had showed him. Mm-hmm. My encouragement today is to, if God has called you to something, if God is, has, has told you that he's going to do something with you, go through the process. He's going to show you what you're going to become, but you're going to have to go through some things to get there. It yeah. may not be pretty, but at the end of the day, as long as you're, you're bringing glory to God and, you're, you're, and you answer the call, you walk through the door that he's, that he's called you to, Everything's gonna work out. Do you have that? That's a great that that that's the best way to explain a situation like that. Um, but for someone who who's not quite, who don't have the quite uh, don't have the quite um, the same upbringing as you as far as starting young, being in church young. Um, what would you say to someone, for example, who just started trying to get a music ministry, and let's say that they're uh, you know, a teen, they're in their late teens or they're in their early twenties. Mm-hmm. Now they're trying to get from, from one, from one type of life lifestyle to trying to get in the music industry, and they, they know they're called. Mm-hmm. What, what's some advice you can give them in order to stay encouraged and to and and to stay on that path? As Practice. far as getting, as far as getting in the music industry. Practice and stay fat. Practice and stay fat. People ask me, what in the world does that mean? If you're a musician and you practice. It don't matter if you have, if you have 
PT playtime or not, you're going to eventually get it. And when you're and when you get it, you'll be you'll be ready. Practice and stay fat. Fat means faithful, available, and teachable. If you can be fat and you practice and you're and you're ready, when it's your time, do you hear what I'm saying? Yeah, when it's yeah, your time, right. you'll be there. YouTube has so many different resources for you to, to pick up uh, on, on what to learn. I know Aaron Barbosa's got Minstrels uh, Live and Minstrels TV, where they 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 have so many different um, so many different uh, uh, lessons that they get there. I think they have an archive of a hundred and, and some a hundred and thirty, hundred and forty um, lessons per instrument, like for vocals, for drums, for piano. It's for, it's really extensive. Yeah. It is. It is, and so and, and they have it for every level, and so. You know, when you invest in yourself and you practice and you spend the time with your craft, you ain't got to go and get a degree at, at, at some college for music or whatever. If God's called you to it, that helps, mind, mind you. I'm not telling you not to do that. But yeah. if, if you work on your craft and you do what you're supposed to do, I promise you, when your season comes, you'll be ready. You'll be ready. And yeah. so my encouragement is to just is to stay hungry. Stay hungry and, and try to put yourself in, in a position where you're going to be able to receive. Um, I remember, man, when I was, um, I think I was about 20, 21, 22, I uh, deliberately made time to drive all the way out to L.A. to be at Aaron Barbosa's studio um, two or three times a week so that I can just uh, just observe and absorb. I wanted to be a sponge and just get all I can get. And a lot of things that I know now and a lot of things that I apply now in my music ministry mm-hmm. is because of those, those moments that I had with him. And and in times where I put myself in the way of people, this was what I was saying. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put myself in the way. Put yourself in the way of people that you can be influenced by, that that have that have that that experience that that have you know that has been there and done that and bought the t-shirt and burned it and so forth and so have you. That way, that when it's your season, you'll be ready. Yeah, you'll be ready. Man, that's that's good. I. Um. Yeah, I, I've, I mean, I know personally, I've experienced a lot of moments where it's just been like, I know that God's just been telling me like, you need to, you need to prepare yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm preparing you right now, and this is what, this is what's going on, and you're going through these things because I'm preparing you for what you're gonna do. I know you're not doing it right now. Just be patient because the time's coming. Right. And, uh, you know, a lot of times, a lot of times it can be hard, but it's, it's definitely, it, there's definitely great, great reward. You know. it, it is, and, and that goes, it applies for more than just uh, music ministry. It applies to, to every, I mean, to life, man. Um, if it don't matter what you're doing, if you prepare for it and you're ready, when your season comes, I'm telling you, you'll, you'll, be, you'll be able to, to do what you're supposed to do in the time that you're supposed to do it. The Bible says to be ready in season and out of season. That's right. When it's not your season, that don't mean that, okay, you can sit down and be frustrated and right. complain about it. Mm-hmm. And, okay, what are you doing when it's not your season? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You see, say for instance, if you go and pluck an a apple from a from an apple tree when it's not in the season, it doesn't have its full potential. It doesn't right. taste right. right. It, it's, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's not a good product, you would think, because you, you took it too soon. Mm-hmm. But if you allow it to grow, and you give mm-hmm. it an opportunity to, to become what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. When you bite into that apple, it's going to be everything that it's supposed to be right. because you allowed it to grow. You gave it an opportunity to mature. <laughs> Let me stop. 
to mature in the way that it was supposed to mature. Right. And now it's ready to be eaten. Yeah. Now it's ready for, for harvest. But you got to allow the tree to grow. You got to allow the, I mean, because an apple don't just grow once you put a seed in the ground. Right. There's a process. For sure. That, that seed becomes a, a root and that root becomes a, a little something, you know, a little, little, you know, little flower. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, haven't, I haven't done my research on growing <laughs> apple trees. It's all right. But it, it, it becomes a, a, a limb and a tree and all of this good stuff and right. leaves. And then over a course of time, when it's this season, those apples come out. And guess what? You got apple pie. You got oh, apple, oh, apple cider. Oh, oh, you got, Lord. You got, Speak you, on that. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah. And when it's your season, when you planted your seed, and when you when you when you have sowed and you watered it and you allowed the sun to, to to come and and shine down on you and and you've done your part, I promise you, yeah, your season of harvest is gonna come. Somebody's gonna go to your tree and say, I wonder how this apple t- I, I wonder, I wonder what I can do with this apple. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. I wonder what I can do. And and when it's your time, God's gonna be like, Look, hey, let's make it happen. And then you can be used in all of these different ways too, right. just like that. I mean, you, you have you have the taste of an apple. You, you use them in apple pie. You know what I'm saying? You and use all them that. any kind of way you want. Any to, of that. Man. Oh man, that's good. Frankie, we thank you, bro, so much uh, for coming on here and uh, sharing your knowledge. You are an extremely instrumental part uh, and person in my life for for my own music ministry. And all yeah. three of us here are part of the music ministry. Yes, sir. And uh, all the advice you gave right now can easily be transported over to any type of ministry. Um, and so uh, we we want to have you on again pretty soon, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, like I said, Frankie is super, super knowledgeable about a lot of things. So we're going to have him on again for some other topic. Uh, but we thank you guys for listening. Uh, Frankie, what's your social media? We're going to plug that real quick. Instagram is uh, Frankie Taylor Jr. You can find me on uh, Instagram at Frankie Taylor Jr. And then... Uh, um, on Facebook, it's Frankie Taylor. Okay, and uh, yeah, be on the lookout. You have you actually have some music coming. Yes, I do. Awesome, and we're gonna, we're gonna be on the lookout for that too as well. Um, some of your an EP or a full album or working on an EP right now. Awesome. Um, the live album is the goal. So awesome. Um, keep the, keep us in prayer on that. Cool. Um, shout out to Axel Flores, my buddy. Is that the uh, piano player? Yes. He, oh, he's he, been working yeah. on. Nice little he keys. committed to working on our, uh, our project for the last two three years, and uh, we we've we made some 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 headway a little bit, and then cool. we, you know life happened, so we had to had to put it on the shelf. But right, it's coming back into fruition, and we're looking forward to it. Awesome. Well, thanks for uh, coming and uh, sharing your knowledge with us, and we will see you guys next time.